Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Shut. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. And welcome to another brand new episode of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is episode 111 for May 2014, and the Kaiju... Man, I feel like I haven't done this in a long time, but I just did one last week, so... Maybe it's too soon. (laughs) Too soon. I like that. Too soon's better than not soon enough. Anyway... Daikaiju discussion episode for Godzilla, Legendary Pictures' new film about a gigantic monster, King of the Monsters. That's a really awesome sound of the max. Timing. You guys want to just come back tomorrow and do this? So <laughs> no. Maybe I'll have my crap together. This. All right. Shake it off. <laughs> have another drink. Joining me here in the studio are some voices you've heard before. Miss Heather Brask is back. Hello, everyone. And we've got Mr. Jeff Dean. Hi, kids. Brian Cook is here as well. Hey, everybody. And the experiment continues with <laughs> Mr. Martin Vavra. Yo. And uh, we all went and saw the brand new Godzilla movie, and we are going to share our thoughts about that momentarily, but we do have some music to play, like you do. I found a bug in your carpet. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of finding a bug in my carpet, why don't we start our first song with <laughs> Anvil's Mothra. Uh, this is... <laughs> it's, it's well done, right? That's a good natural segue. Yeah. Right? Don't, okay. don't worry, it's dead, though. Yeah, so we're going to play <laughs> Mothra from Anvil, and then we'll follow up with the next song, which is uh, Godzilla March, and then we'll get into our Daikaiju discussion.
だぞ大宇宙から地球の敵がキングギドラだガイガンだ盾ゴジラやっつけるんだどこでも正義のためだ広い海原荒波蹴って目指すは悪い怪獣だでっかい体にでっかい声今日も戦う僕らのゴジラ頑張れ頑張れ僕らのゴジラ頑張れ頑張れ僕らのゴジラ行くぞどこでも仲間のためだ広い荒野にサージンをあげて目指すは悪い怪獣だでっかい口から放射能いつも戦う僕らのゴジラ頑張れ頑張れ僕らのゴジラ頑張れ頑張れ僕らのゴジラ行くぞどこでも平和のためだ広い世界を駆け巡り目指すは悪い怪獣だでっかい体に可愛い目玉明日も戦う僕らのゴジラ頑張れ頑張れ僕らのゴジラ頑張れ頑張れ僕らのゴジラ And we're back. We did start things off with Anvil's Mothra, and then we played the second song, which just happened to be Godzilla March, and that is from Susumu Ishikawa, and that was used in the Godzilla vs. Gigan uh, movie, which is one of my favorites. And we're going to be talking right now about another movie, because once again, class, it is time for our Daikaiju discussion. Every month, the Kaiju Cast showcases one film from the giant monster landscape and tasks the listeners with submitting their thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following discussion episode. Thanks to an online tool, I've randomly assigned one film each month, ensuring that this podcast will keep going for a long, long time. This month is not like that, though. 
This was not <laughs> random at all. It was strategically placed. Uh, we are talking about the Legendary Pictures Godzilla film that just came out last week and has had a roaring success so far. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get our discussion on right after we play the audio from the trailer. Now hear this. Now hear this. We have massive spoilers ahead. I repeat, massive spoilers. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. gonna send us back to the Stone Age! now in theaters <laughs> so uh we have all watched this film together actually so jeff and brian and i along with rachel who unfortunately cannot be here tonight went to go see the press screening on tuesday of last week and martin and heather and i watched it at the loud show at the roseway theater which was pretty awesome uh first thing i gotta ask before we get do anything who has seen this more than one time i have I saw it twice. That's it? Okay. Just checking. Because I know that, Brian, we recorded a little bit something with uh, with Jeff and Rachel after the film, so I was kind of hoping to get a little bit of a follow-up on that from, from you, okay. but I, I guess yeah. we'll just have to look to Jeff and, of course, myself. I've seen it four times now, uh, which... Almost once a day, right? So <laughs> <laughs> no, not... I did have the opportunity to see it another time when I was in San Jose, but I didn't want to fall asleep during the film, yeah. especially because uh, the Japanese guests from the Big Wow convention were there, and I did not want to be like, <laughs> no, 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 it's a good movie. I like it. It's just I'm uh, very tired. So, 
Um, well, uh, so I, like I said, I've seen it four times. I actually just saw it tonight before you guys came over. I went to the 4:30 show down the street, so I wanted to be fresh with the with the information that I have. I think I've got a pretty good handle on how the movie was made now. <laughs> he can quit any time, folks, I yeah. swear. <laughs> it's not an addiction. It's not. Anyway. He's uh, going to a showing right after this, too. <laughs> I would do that. No, no. That's tomorrow. <laughs> I actually do have a, a standing open date to take Lady Kyle to sushi and then watch the movie again. So Sushi. Yeah, yeah. Sushi. We shall do that. It'll be a Japanese-y kind of dinner. Uh, movie situation. But anyway, uh, let's get some initial thoughts. Um, and Brian, I'm actually going to end with you because we've actually heard from the two of you and myself mm-hmm. previously. Uh, or maybe we'll end with me and, and Jeff. But Heather, what did you think of Godzilla? I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I thought that it was a really, a really well put together project i was i was i was tremendously pleased with it like you said i've only seen it the one time i would like to go and see it again but Mm -hmm. uh i pretty much i pretty much felt like our our kaiju and our main characters were fantastic and that's pretty much what i want in a kaiju movie so delivered received nice very cool what about you man um <clears throat> Overall, I I thought it was kind of uh a little bit better than middle of the road. I thought there were moments in there that I was really happy about. I was really proud of. I was like I was really happy for, excited for. There were so many good moments. And to be honest, there was a bunch of stuff in there where I was like, "What? Why are you like I I really there were some really bad decisions, some really lazy things that happened, and I was I was kind of disappointed by some of that stuff because there were so many things that were so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um I mean to be honest, there were there were times when it exceeded my expectations. Right. And then when it let me down, it was almost like the letdown was even more so because it was like you lined it up so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the extreme roller coaster reaction. Yeah. <laughs> the absolutely. highs and lows. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Uh well, so Brian, you see you just saw it the one time, but uh but we talked about it before. Uh so if if you I mean, let's well, recap it. We don't have to like yeah, say if you if you want to listen to Brian's initial thoughts, you got to listen to the last right. episode. But uh, so now that you had like a week, uh, a week yeah. pretty much to to think about it, what and what I are your to, thoughts? Uh, I had the luxury of seeing it and then getting to see everyone's reactions roll in. Right, right. So um, my initial reaction was a little negative, mm-hmm. um, but over the course of the week, reading about it and seeing everyone else's opinions. It's been really, really interesting to see where people fall on it. And, and I definitely agree with Martin. I think that the buildup was so excellent. I loved the first half. I loved the conspiracy part of it. I, I loved the Muto. I loved all of that stuff. And then parts of it just kind of didn't gel for me. And, and when you just said just now that that let you down worse because of the, the stuff that impressed you, uh, impressed you so much. Man, I totally agree with that because I was like, wow, they set so many things up and then they didn't really pay that off. But most importantly, the monsters look great. So I can't not be happy about that. And, yeah. in, and in a movie series that has 30 movies, if one's not my favorite, that's okay. 
Yeah. I, I yeah. would definitely put it in the middle of all the Godzilla movies. It was fully decent. But, yeah, the, the some of that did let me down. But... Like I said, I'm not trying to be super negative. It was still no. Really well, we're gonna good. we. I really do want to cover the things that let us down in the film. Um, so we're gonna do things a little bit different than we normally do them because usually I say pinpoint one thing. So if you have a handful of things, we can like touch upon all of those pretty much, unless you have a massive laundry list. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't say this before. I don't know if I said this because we had a couple false starts here, but. Uh, this episode is just us, just the five of us here talking about the film, and then we are going to have a separate episode where I read the 30-plus oh pieces of homework that we got in. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody wants to come over for that, it'd be uh, I'd welcome the help. Let me know. <laughs> okay. I was actually going to volunteer legitimately. So. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very I much. I volunteered first. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I know there's a reason I have you on this podcast. Okay. So, uh... Uh, Jeff, what about you, man? Your initial thoughts. You saw it again. When did you see it? I saw it. Well, my initial thoughts, you know, when we first saw it was, um, I enjoyed it, but I thought it was, um, a little uneven. And then I saw it again on Monday. Okay. Like about six days later. It was nice to have kind of like three or four days to kind of think about it, kind of read a lot of the reactions people were having, and then go back and kind of revisit it just to kind of see you know, reevaluate my opinion on it. Yeah. And um, seeing it a second time, I don't think my opinion really changed all that much Yeah. on it. The things I liked about it, I still liked, maybe a little bit more. And the things I disliked about it, I think I disliked maybe a little bit more. Okay. You know, so. It's very fair. Very yeah. fair. Well, after we, after we saw it, we went out to dinner and we chewed the fat after we recorded. So... We talked about what we liked, what we didn't like. We basically had our own little Daikaiju discussion at the restaurant. And so, uh, what we, I feel like when we left that first screening, when we all parted ways, we all pretty much said three and a half out of five stars. Pretty much, right? Yeah. I yeah. think we basically all came to the same conclusion. And then I saw you post that the next morning. <laughs> You're like, saw Godzilla three and a half out of five or something i think i i said i gave it a c plus or c plus that's right that's you gave it a c plus and like um when i saw that written down didn't sit quite right i was you. like i was like ouch it's it had a different impact when i saw it in black and white mm -hmm. on your facebook feed okay so from from there i did my own little reevaluation and I also, there are things I'm disappointed in in the film, and there are some, well, we're definitely going to talk about that in a little bit, but I upgraded to a four out of five stars. Now, Pacific Rim got five, uh, got four and a half out of five stars because... I mean, four out of five, it is basically 80%, right? It's a B. Yeah, yeah it's a basically. B, exactly. Yeah. And I, it's why it's not a B plus, it's a B. And we'll talk about those... Uh, but the things that I liked about the film, I, like kind of like what Martin was saying, there are things that I absolutely love about the film. There are some things that they did that I was like, why would you do that? And then there are some, there, honestly, there are some, what I consider to be rookie mistakes. Um, but after seeing it, what I want to say, I want to get out of the way now is like after seeing it the first time, I went and saw it again. So we saw it Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Then I saw it on Thursday. I saw it opening night at like the first showing. I went with my buddy Matt. And uh, <laughs> I was 
I was kind of like, a lot of people asked me beforehand, they're like, oh, what'd you think? And I was like, really reluctant to tell them what I thought until I published the, the review and, um, and so forth. I, and I didn't want to give anything away in the movie, you know, cause it's really difficult to talk about why you didn't like something sure. as much as, you know, a snow day when, you know, <laughs> it's, you don't want to give that away was a the details. Movie. No, I don't, I'm not talking about, I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> well, I don't remember that kaiju film. The, uh, the, Quiet the takeaway Martin. though, <laughs> the takeaway was that once I realized what I didn't like about the film already, when I went to see it Thursday evening, all of those things that annoyed me, I was already prepared for them. And so I was able to see it in 2D, uh, which we'll talk about as well. I was able to see it and be mentally prepared sort of in the back of my mind. It wasn't like, okay, here comes that stupid part. It was like just in the back of my mind ready for the to pad it out or buffer it from my the front of my brain. So it allowed me to focus on things that I liked a lot more. And it also wasn't a shock that Godzilla was a hero because I was always under the impression that the movie was going to be a disaster film. And so I enjoyed it way more the second viewing and I've enjoyed it the same amount pretty much every time since. So yeah. I think that kind of happens when you see a movie again, right? Because the first time is almost like a shock, especially if it's not quite what you expected. Yeah. But now that you're prepared for it, you can kind of like, you're prepared for the misgivings of the film, but you can appreciate. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's almost exactly like that. I mean, basically that the aspect where Godzilla is the hero, you know, of this film in the long run, these, you know, the destructive hero but he does the heroic thing and everybody says ah he's our savior at the end of the movie that was like completely shocking to me when we saw the film and we i should we should touch on that at at least i think during this episode right yeah yeah we're gonna touch we're not gonna go through the plot point by point but yeah, i mean yeah. we're i assume gonna... <laughs> people who've, who've listened to this have seen in. has seen the film by now right yeah 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 the spoiler, we're gonna go through a that's, few spoilers that's why this. we that's why we had the, the spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. Squeal. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> did we do that tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. We did. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I those are my sort of like reinitial thoughts. So there are still things like what you was know, that word? Reinitial. Okay. <laughs> Reinitial. I've reinitialized my my thought process. Gotcha. Anyway. Just checking. It was. It, it, I enjoy it, you know, and I'm gonna go support it more as as uh, as it's in the theaters. Uh, so let's talk about things that we didn't like. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Let's do that, and then we'll do the things we liked about the film. So, Martin, give me uh, some of your give me some of your bullet points on like what you think they did wrong. Well, I I want to start out by saying that I honestly believe that some of what I'm going to point out, either the studio or the director already knew was a weakness. Uh huh. Because when they gave us the trailers, I didn't see every trailer. I didn't see every behind the scenes, but the stuff that I did see. They knew where their strength was, specifically in Brian Cranston and his yeah, yeah. ability to market that film, his ability to to be able to really dial it in and really be able to be strong. And so when that character did not continue on and that film was being carried by Kickass, I... It, it, the movie took a turn for me, yeah, and it and it didn't take a turn where he died and then all of a sudden Kickass is is our lead. It took a while. It was it it was I was like, oh my god, that's what a great twist. And then and then it's like, after a while, this movie's being carried by him, 
And it, all the various versions of military buddies that are falling like flies all over the place after one stupid decision after another. And I'm like, holy crap. They couldn't afford Brian Cranston or something, but that they knew. Someone else mentioned that to me too. They thought maybe they couldn't afford Brian Cranston. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I, I don't, don't think know. It's, but, I don't. I don't know. think it's the case either. But um, I don't. I don't know how Hollywood fully works. I don't know how people make the decisions that they do. There is a thing right now where Aaron Taylor Johnson is a Hollywood darling. Um, he's married to a very prestigious director producer mm-hmm. who has a lot of power. Um, and he's in a lot of stuff and he's got a lot of stuff coming up. I don't care how much well, protein powder you give that guy and how big he buffs up. He still sounds like 16 year old, uh, <laughs> uh kick ass. just does. Guys. And see, he now, can't carry that film. See now, okay, Martin, you, you liked kick ass, right? I did like Kick-Ass. I liked Kick-Ass when he was a 16-year-old skinny guy Well, I'm not talking about suit. the person. I'm talking about the movie itself. I you did, liked that. and okay, I liked see, that I character. I didn't, actually. I didn't really care for it, and it actually took somebody else posting that that was who it was for mm-hmm. me to actually realize, because I hadn't done a ton of... I mean, I knew Brian Cranston. That was, you know, I know exciting, the name as soon as I, I saw his name in the credits. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, and I, I hadn't really... And then, you know, took somebody else posting as Don Taylor after, you know, going to the, the pre-screening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying like, wait, what? That was that was the guy from Kick-Ass? Are you kidding me? And I thought, I mean, given the fact that he is... And you're saying like he's married, you know, I don't know who he's married to. I, I understand that there's lots of, you know, that sort of thing like knowing people in hollywood is is a big is a big deal just like any other i mean it's just like any other venue of work that like if you know somebody it helps um i thought he did a pretty good job for the fact that he really hasn't done he really hasn't done a whole lot of work and i actually like i i i was saying the other day that uh one of my main problems that i had was that i did not care about the i didn't care about any of our secondary characters you know, like his wife and child may as well have been two dogs as far as I was concerned as like, as far as like the emotional connection to get back to them. Like I have to get back to my puppies. Like, I think that I cared been... more about the dog that almost got taken out by right. the wave. Yeah, exactly. That, it was like, it was like we could have had, we could have had him trying to get home to two, to two animals. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been a dog and a goldfish or whatever. Like it's fine. But, um, but the thing was, is I like, I didn't care about them. But I cared enough about his desire to get back to them. I thought that he portrayed that desire very well. And even though I didn't care about them, I believed in what he was doing to get back to them. And I believed that he believed in it. And I thought he did that pretty well, actually. I didn't really think the problem was necessarily with him as an actor. It's the character he was given. I mean, he can only give, say, the lines that he's. Well, I think it was, I think it really was threefold. It was, you I think know. it was the actor, the director, and the script. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. I, I mean, think the script was, you is basically very had like kind three of that, that is kind of the trifecta, problem. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, but you know what? But it, look at, look at who, like Gareth Edwards, one movie behind yeah, him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Max Bornstein, the, the screenwriter, not very much stuff. Yeah. On, you know, in his repertoire. And then, same thing for Aaron Taylor Johnson. He hasn't done that much stuff. I mean, he's done yeah. things. He's, yeah. you know, he's not he's got completely green. Up, but, well, he's not completely green. No. He's done some things, yeah. but like, it's not like he's just w- done one film. No, exactly. But, but you know what? This reinforced my belief that, you know, especially when it comes to a Hollywood blockbuster, I think they put him and they killed off Brand Cranston 
because Hollywood does not believe, especially with a summer blockbuster, that you can have anybody over the age of like <laughs> 30 years old be of any interest to yeah. anybody who's younger. Right. Yeah, see, like, if you had Brian, uh, Brian Cranston got Breaking Bad behind him, that's. Yeah, but the I still, kids but love I, the Breaking Bad. Do they? The kids? <laughs> I think so. I mean, 18 year old kids or 20 year old sure. kids who have a lot of disposable income to go see movies. I just kind of think like, because I mean, Brian Cranston and, uh, Ken Watanabe, I think like, I want to see them as main characters, but I, I, I can assume like if someone wrote a script with them as the main characters, they'd be like, no, we need to bring the age down a little bit for the young mm. people to identify with somebody. Interesting. Well, and I certainly got, I, I was definitely upset that Brian Cranston died off when he did spoilers um, <laughs> uh, you know because of course he's a fantastic actor and i always want to see more of him i always want him to be more present in anything well, it's funny because uh, he's the only one who shows that much emotion sure well i mean but in that, the whole movie i mean and, the and, fact that they used him for the trailer is like well of course obvious, they did yeah you know because well, they could have showed guppy or puppy or pickaxe <laughs> and it wouldn't have yeah. been quite as you know but, uh, but from, from like the very skewed point of like this, I was like, well, for this story, like the story that they're telling, I'm like, well, if he had lived, then like the entire thing that his son was going through to get back to his family and going through all this crazy stuff with Godzilla wouldn't have necessarily carried as much like, oh, wow, like I really didn't, you know, like it, it, it felt like he was kind of, Un- beginning to understand his his father and what his father had been going through for the last 15 mm. years and if his dad had been next to him it would have just been like i told you and like that wouldn't have been as sort yeah. of a smack but <laughs> but it was you know Ouch. but but i mean i think a different story could have been told that had brian cranston then that would be amazing but it was like oh well for him to really understand then uh you know his his dad has to be gone and he has to have like not understood it while his father was, which is kind of a cliche Hollywood. This movie thing, was filled with a lot of cliches. It was, for sure, it was. But I also think, sorry, just to jump. I no, also no, no, think no. the son, the, 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 his son, the son's son, yeah. the kid, Sam. um, should, yeah, uh, I really think that they could have gone with, should have gone with an older actor and had that kid be about the same age he was when mm. all this stuff went down and we could have gotten a better, some more, sort of emotion, some sort of emotion <laughs> yeah. besides, you're back wet arms yeah like hug like sad yeah but, i actually so speaking to the yes. uh kill the whole aspect of killing off ryan cranston's character joe brody uh i was a when i saw it in the theater i was shocked like completely shocked i had no idea because all of the trailers had him in the film so when they killed him off in the film i thought what are they doing i m- would have much rather had him work with Watanabe with Dr. Serizawa and, uh, and his assistant and maybe had, uh, Ford split off and do go find his family. And then, you know, sure. Brian Cranston's character could die later, maybe, but right. like the fact that, uh, and seriously coming straight out of the movie theater and coming here, like, I'm sitting there when he dies still like, I can't believe they killed him off so quickly. And then uh, Ford goes straight from the body bag right into this meeting with Dr. Serizawa. And it's just kind of like, that was weird. It's right? almost like it. I mean, 
I don't want to say that it's because they couldn't afford Cranston because that is absolutely not a fact, right? And that's not something I know or, or something that I even feel really. But it's just weird that it, it totally seems like the next step would be for them to be on the, on the aircraft carrier and to talk it out as scientists. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, that's uh, one of the beefs that I have. I think, like, maybe they got several. I mean, I'm just speculating here. Maybe Brian Cranston agreed to be in it because it's a supporting role, right? Maybe he didn't want to do, like, a, you know, yeah, maybe he had other projects. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? Does anyone know? I I don't. I don't know. We won't know for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could always look up his IMDb and see what's in pre production. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Kung Fu Panda Three <laughs> and Holland, Michigan, which is and in pre-production. Breaking so. Bad, the musical. Yeah, <laughs> Breaking Badder. Breaking Bad, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> so, uh, what about you? Or actually, you didn't need to finish with some of your beefs, and we're just going to roundtable this. I mean, we don't need to like go you then you then you then you but like what else didn't you like about the film martin well i I actually think that killing brian cranston's character off is a really good choice if you have a really strong film after that and the problem was is they didn't have a really strong film i think it's a really strong choice i think it's a, a great one because you really set a lot of awesome stuff in motion you just don't have anything that carries it Doing things like, you know, making the decisions with the atomic weapons and they're really trying to build up all of the tension and everything. Man, sticking that thing on a train and trying to get it across <laughs> to a boat to get it onto the ocean. Like, that's the dumbest move that they could have possibly made. And I was excruciatingly annoyed by the script writers for even putting that in there because this train creeping along and it's like, hey, guys, I thought we kind of had an emergency on our hands. <laughs> We want to get this thing 20 miles offshore, so let's stick it on this thing that has a variety of tunnels and trestles, which will probably never have any problems to them whatsoever. And then let's stick a bunch of guys dangling off the sides of it, because they'll probably all hang on really well. But they're (laughs) shipping this thing across there, and they have that whole scene on the trestle, and it's like, of course they do. Of course we have this issue. And in that moment, with the MUTO... It's a, it's, there's a lot of good tension, but for the most part, I was annoyed. I wasn't really feeling tense because I'm thinking your setup was so lame, but then the whole, they, they crash, go down the water, guys sweep in there. And what do they do? They pick it up with a helicopter and they fly it, <laughs> Yeah, which they could have done the whole time and had that whole entire thing done in like an hour. And so then they fly <laughs> it out there and still, they're still trying to get it to the boat. And it's like, guys. It's on the helicopter. Send the boat ahead and have the helicopter meet him 20 miles offshore. That yeah. helicopter can go 20 miles like eight times no. over on a flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wh- why are we dragging this on with the dumbest possible <laughs> reasons yeah. we could? Ugh. Yeah, I, I will say that for me, like, unless it's a really, really stupid decision that someone makes, uh, that I typically don't have that thought process when I watch a film, especially when you're talking about a monster movie. Like I don't go for, and I'm not saying you're going for realism or you wanted something realistic, but like, like I just kind of like go with the flow when that kind of thing happens, unless it's something ridiculous. Like not one time did I ever go, Oh, that's a bad idea for them to do that. Or that's a bad idea for them to blow up a nuclear uh, bomb in the right off the 20 miles off the coast of San Francisco. <laughs> you know, I just for some reason, that's my I, I think it's like a side effect of the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I, yeah. but I didn't care about him. I didn't. That, and that's what it comes from is 
I'm thinking about all this stuff and questioning it because I don't care about, uh, about Aaron Taylor Brody. Johnson's yeah, yeah. character. I yeah. really didn't. And I didn't feel like he was excited to get home and save anyone. I didn't feel like he was, you know, he's like bouncing from military crew to military crew. And, you know, everyone's got his size and uniform, luckily, hanging around while they're in the middle of an emergency, <laughs> you know, complete with sidearm and, and uh, water tank. So, right. you know, he's he's kind of bouncing around on all of that stuff. And it just... It just, it didn't feel good. And because it didn't feel good, I didn't care. And so you started so thinking things, about it more. So other right. things, yeah. So I become hypersensitive to these other right. things happening in there. And I'm like, Oh man, that close up stuff with the Muto on yeah. that trestle. And we were watching the loud show and that room is rumbling and all that stuff. It's like this see this is a really good moment why didn't you give me a good setup to get to this good moment i would have enjoyed it a lot more right and uh you know so the only other real solid complaint i have is, is there just wasn't enough monsters crashing around the stuff they had was great and it was at night which i was a little bummed about which kind of brought me back to the pacific rim stuff it's like why is everything at night in the rain and all that I I wanted to see a lot more monster stuff. I I yeah. I, thought, I wanted to see more of like because so they good. did like them running through the Las Vegas Strip there. Yeah, yeah, in daylight. But you know on, what? On a screen though, that was another thing that. Yeah, happened. yeah. You know the my biggest fundamental problem with the movie is why is Godzilla the character? Like a secondary, like incidental character in almost movie. a third string character. I totally don't have that issue at all. Really, I really I, I, don't. I feel and like, like I agree whenever with Jeff. I read that, and, and that's okay. Obviously, you guys are allowed. We can agree to disagree. But like, yeah. whenever I think about that, I think about my favorite Godzilla movies, and like, Godzilla doesn't show up all the time. Like right at the yeah. beginning of the film. I, like my favorite Godzilla film is Godzilla versus Monster Zero, and there's only like 15 minutes of. Yeah. kaiju action in that now that's an it's, extreme it's, it's not it's not so much monster action i'm talking about like godzilla the character feels almost like he's just like a third-rate character who just oh, stumbles you're talking on about like hit the actual person yeah the actual person, character the actual godzilla character, feels like yeah. oh he just stumbles on into the action you know what i mean he's like and um you feel like he's not given any personality until the very end of the film somewhat yeah it, it's like he's a third-rate character it's like nobody's even really acknowledging godzilla until he shows up you know, right. um, and I kind of think like, okay, in the Showa era series, that that happens, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for this film, we have a in movie the era too called Godzilla. This is like a reboot movie, yeah. Right? I kind of thought he should have been a little bit more in the forefront. Um, and as for the aspect of which, one of the things I didn't like is I, I wanted a little bit more kaiju action, and uh, I don't think anybody would disagree. That more yeah. kaiju action would have been awesome. It's yeah. a two hour film. If they had made it a two and a half hour film and there was an extra half hour yeah. of kaiju action, I would have been happy with that. And, and, you know, if, and I understand, you know, everybody wants human interaction story and I, and I do want that as well. But I just thought this human interaction story in this film, I kept, and especially the second time watching it, I'm like, this is like, there's nothing to hold me here. Right. I keep waiting for the, right. the other part. So when I know when I get this on Blu-ray, I'm just going to fast forward to all the monsters. Yeah, that's what you were saying at dinner, too. You were saying that, like, if, yeah. you, if you go to watch this, you're just going to yeah. skip it to the Yeah, and I thought, like, end. well, I'll watch it again. Maybe I'm just, like, overreacting. But I kind of think watching it the second time, I'm just like, yeah, the, the human interaction stuff is just, it's just there's nothing to really hold pull you in. 
Hmm. I kind of think that was like. Well, I, my problem with the in this, I've oh my god, I've already talked about this movie. I've essentially had a daikaiju discussion with just about everybody that I've met or saw at uh, at Big Wow this weekend. My beef with the human interaction is that I wasn't able. Same thing I said at dinner. I wasn't able to make that connection with the main characters of uh, Ford, L, and Sam Brody, like. Those are essentially the main characters of the film because they're the ones that sort of are the central mm-hmm. aspect of what, you know, why he wants to get back home and stuff. I didn't make a connection with them. The only time I made a connection with uh, Ford was when, and this is after seeing it a few times, was when he was being talked to in his father's apartment. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's one particular moment in the, it's like sort of, that he spends the night over there and then in the morning when his he catches his dad yeah on the, and like on the radio. his dad keeps yeah. explaining to him and he there's one moment where he goes look i don't want to hear this and then he brian cranston's character says you have to hear it this is you know this is what i have to do and like i was like there there's emotion <laughs> right there like and yeah. it was good it was really good but then from then on out he's really just kind of <sighs> i don't want to Oh, okay. Here you go. I don't want to belittle his his performance because I'm not an actor, right? I'm not definitely not an actor, not by any means. But when we were at dinner, I mentioned that ever since I became a parent, I am a freaking sucker for parental father son kind of bonding moments. I'll watch something, I'll be like, "Oh God, this is beautiful," you know, and it's just <laughs> stupid. But for some reason, like. Hollywood has figured out the formula to tug at my heartstrings just with that kind of thing. I felt nothing for that family. And when they reunite at the end, and I don't feel like, yay, they're back together. That's a problem. It is. That's a problem. And I felt the same way. I'm just like, I don't care about her. I I didn't even really, I I understand he's trying to get home, but I didn't feel the... Yeah, it never like, really felt like he was trying to get home because he he joined on to every six pack military well, dude that was well, going. well he was, was trying I mean, to get those home were his by only options that. like they they weren't allowing travel there there yeah, was another he, option once he jumped like, on that train it was like yeah well okay. it just so happens yeah, just I'm the bomb disposal guy you need they just didn't do a good enough <laughs> but job that's why he jumped on the train no I know he jumped on the train to be a part of the bomb no he jumped on the train to get home yeah he used his ordinance disposal as leverage to get on the train. Yeah, that was the yeah, only, I, that was the I, only I way he was going to get back to San Francisco. I, I did. Because the guy, yeah, the guy was straight up like, every... is my jaw supposed to, you know, is my mouth yeah. supposed to be open? And like, it was like every... Like, it's not a commuter train, man. Every, every group that he jumped onto was uh, was like another See, I just didn't foot. care. That's why I was just okay, like, I was yeah, it was out. just, it was another, it was another like, f- like foot of the trek. It was like, okay, yeah. I can get like a little bit closer if I attach myself to this group. Like, oh, you guys are doing... Uh, recon flight. Yeah, I want. I, I'm. I'm the man for that. Yeah, that gets me a little but bit then, closer, and nothing else is flying. But so then, at I one point, there was, there was a point where he was like, "No, I got to do this," and that was after yeah. the train got attacked. After the train got attacked, and he was, he was alive. And again, I, I didn't have that connection with him. But the character itself, I can see where they were going with it. You know, like he gets, he gets almost killed by when the train gets attacked. And then when he wakes up the next morning, he's essentially probably very happy to be alive. And when he finds out that they're taking the bomb directly to San Francisco, 
he's like, I got to deal with this. I got to help these guys out. And the fact that he's the only guy that can, uh, man, he's the only dude that, uh, was able, he was the only survivor of that. And he was the only guy that was able to like deal with the whole retrofitted, um, old the, school yeah, analog, analog yeah. yeah, analog bomb timer thing. The bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ain't yeah. no military guy. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, for me, that was my biggest problem with the film was the the connection that I didn't feel. There were some other little things here and there that, you know, uh, specifically one that bothers me. And I even I'm sorry to even bring it up because I didn't think about it until someone else said something about it online. And that's the fact that, uh, you know, after the film, I was like, oh, man, I loved everybody but the three main characters. Like everyone. It was great except for the three main characters. Uh, and I was I was praising Ken Watanabe playing Dr. Sarazawa. And then somebody online, I think it was my buddy John, was like, all he did was sit there and react to things, which is not entirely true. Well, I mean, but God, he really did react to things. I mean, a lot. The thing yeah, is, like, it's like the whole movie, he spends it with his mouth agape, kind of like in awe. Yeah. And I wish they would have flushed his out. <laughs> it's like, I wish they would have flushed him out a little bit more. Yeah. He but did he have some very important dialogue to deliver. Yeah. And his, I mean, I liked the inclusion. I thought it was a great nod. To the original Doctor Sarazawa, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, he just looked like shell shocked the whole movie. Yeah, which I guess you would be, but still, it's like right. I was to say, it seems like a reasonable. That was my whole thing with um, what's her uh, Elizabeth Olsen. It's like, well, she kind of had the same expression through the entire thing. I'm like, well, to be fair, ninety five percent of the movie, she is actually being actively chased by either a wave or a monster or like. Some yeah, sort of destruction. So maybe you would actually just have that deer in headlights look on your face. And maybe that's why they picked her. Cause they're like, we just want somebody to look shocked all the time. <laughs> what, what, what I was heard the she deal was with in the some really good movie though. Like, what, what was the deal with the giant tsunami, by the way? Okay. So, uh, apparently, uh, a tsunami just is the wave. And so yes. it's the, it's created by water displacement. And yes. so I think what they were saying is Godzilla is so big. He's displacing this much water. Oh no, I got that. I got that. It just never happened again after that in any other situation where Godzilla was around. But in that one time, we but killed that was a when lot he of first, good time. That was when he first appeared, wasn't it? Yeah, that was his first appearance. So yeah. he came out of the Earth, we're assuming, right? Isn't that kind of what were you like? Or was he just deep ocean? He was, was deep, deep ocean, right? Because he, he died. Yeah, he went deep. No, he didn't go deep, actually. But he then went it, deep when he came out in San Francisco, it, the same thing. No, no, there it was wouldn't no have happened. Reason he was like, for that. Because he was going on, on the it, surface. Okay, well, you know the real reason. The real reason is because <laughs> of Fukushima happened. So we got a, a nuclear power plant being destroyed. Right. And, you know, all of the tsunami stuff like Katrina, you know, it, all of that imagery is fresh in the minds of the American. It is. And so that's why we got it, technically. But, it, but, but it, yeah, but it did. It, there was no reason for it. There was... There was no reason for well, it. And it was lucky that the power was still on may, in that th- place, too, because it was out everywhere there else. May, there may actually... No, there's no physical reason <laughs> for that to have happened well, at all. And the fact that he's okay. thrashing around no, in bays and everything say, maybe else there the should, whole rest Maybe the there should always be tsunamis when Godzilla shows up. I'm not saying that like maybe they they like missed the mark there. It's like maybe they've missed the mark other times that it's like, well, yeah, Godzilla would displace a lot of water, so maybe this is a thing that we've ignored, and, I and think, then we I think it's ignored feet, for the... We got ships that big that I mean, displace I think, water. I think it's, like a, it's a good effect. <laughs> is that what he... What was I mean, that? I think it's like a good effect. 350? 350 feet tall. Yeah. It's like uh, he's 108 meters tall, oh, okay. so it's about that, yeah. 
Yeah, no, he's the deal works. is that this Godzilla is just the tiniest bit larger than the largest Toho Godzilla right. ever. Right, and I realized that, but I didn't have the actual yeah. measurements. So. I think a hundred meters is technically the tallest Toho Godzilla. If we're going to get all nerdy about it, I could look in the books behind you know, me, but. Uh, well, <laughs> one thing Ryan's eyes just lit up. Well, yeah. one, one I heard thing, the nerdy voice, and I was like, "Oh, what, what?" I was thinking something know, to say, what, but what, I didn't have anything. One thing I want to touch on, and this is not a problem with the film. This is more a problem with the advertising that they. Because I only watched one trailer, okay, before the movie came out. But then after we saw it, I went back and watched all the other stuff, mm-hmm. and they made the film out to be a lot different than it really is. Oh, did they? I, I didn't watch anything. I thought they did. They made the movie out to be like Godzilla was going to be this math, this yeah. mass of death and destruction. Oh, that. Yeah. You that's know? that's what they, and, essentially since the beginning of production, yeah. not just with the trailers. Like, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's why I was disappointed. But I guess that's like, I guess they didn't give everything away in the trailer. I guess you could be happy for that. Yeah. But Surprises. That is, I have to say, that's one reason I was a little bit disappointed. That's what I wanted. I wanted more. Yeah, me too. Of a, I'm not going to say a horror film, but more a little bit more like the teaser trailer was, yeah. which was, was the most twist. moody piece of yeah. the whole film mm-hmm. with the music Green. and the, and the yeah. halo jump. Yeah, that's when you felt kind of felt like, oh, the hair on the back of your neck is standing up. Yeah, no other point in the movie did I really get that. No, that's exactly which when that, we what, walked out of the theater when we went and saw the press screening. That's exactly why I was in shock, specifically yeah. speaking. Like that's I was I was like. I was totally not expecting him to be, you know, the good guy at the end of the yeah. film. And doesn't the halo jump almost seem out of place in the whole movie? When you look at that whole movie, it's like that it whole doesn't scene, have the same emotion as it, it did in the trailer. The trailer was so well, I much think more. Like the halo jump has that kind of same feeling like, oh, this is like. It has a whole different mood to it, and the whole rest of the movie doesn't fit that mood. Right, at all, exactly. In, in yeah. my opinion, it doesn't. You're, it absolutely, it doesn't. It doesn't work but the same way it did. Maybe the they shot the. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just kind of thought. I mean, that's not a fault of the movie. That's a fault of the advertising. I mean, they made it look different than it really is. But uh, and I was actually be... shocked that Godzilla ended up being like a hero. Right. I think. Is, I think know, actually, but... you, I don't want to say you're on to something, but the next time I watch it, <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna think of it in terms of like maybe they shot the movie as the horror disaster piece, hmm. and then when they were putting it together. They decided to make a twist because uh, because they wanted to to do that because they wanted to yeah because they wanted to but like the because if I'm trying to think if there was anything in the film as far as like principal photography shooting that would have been because nobody actually said like oh yay Godzilla's alive the closest thing you get is like I think Ken Watanabe. And oh, his assistant yeah. Sally Hawkins. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, I think they smile when he leaves, mm-hmm. and I think that is the only thing that was shot in principal photography that would have really alluded to the fact that it was a, that he was a good guy. But I don't know. Didn't they have some sort some dialogue once again between the two of them towards the beginning? Uh, that was, yeah. I mean. It, Maybe it wasn't giving. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, and it wasn't giving the idea that he was a good guy, but just the fact that uh, they had obviously been doing a lot of research and 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 believed 
in him. And oh, that he was going to their yeah, idea yes. that he was he was going to balance a, it out. A, yeah. yeah, he was a good force in nature, and that like it was this mythical sort of creature that nobody actually believed. And then yeah, yeah, then the Moda showed up, and it was just kind of like, eh? Huh? Yeah, no, Where I mean, is that's, he? Where that's, is he? that's, uh, that is one thing. I mean, the other thing is they weren't firing on Godzilla the whole time, you know, like that's sort of, that's sort of new. I was actually surprised to see like the ships cruising alongside of him, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but anyway, let's just see how this plays out. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just, let's just roll with them. Yeah. Well, in, in, in this one in 54, they were certainly trying to bomb him with everything they had. Yeah. Just in case. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, uh, someone pointed that out online that like, how come, uh, they tried to destroy him in, in the fifties and he's not still upset about that. And maybe that's just because, you know, we're puny to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Your um, ships are adorable. Tail swipe. Yeah. Tail swipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, adorable. Something that you, you know, that you did touch on with like the, uh, you know, the, the nuclear power plant and the you know the tsunami and that like i will i will give them credit with the film that uh those bits and pieces that were showing the actual uh devastation Mm -hmm. i thought i thought was well done i I mean it that played that played to me and i i thought that they were showing something that you hadn't really seen before in this type of film and that it was you know it's like so maybe they failed a little bit in some of the human aspect of the story but Somehow they managed to pick up some of that in the, you know, none of these people are characters, but we're showing you what happened to this entire city <laughs> and like, here are all these people and yeah. FEMA's trying to help and, you know, yeah. oh, shucks, FEMA, here we go again, you know, yeah. kind of moments. And, uh, but I thought, I thought they did that well. And I had a few moments with like the destructions of the city that I went, <gasps> you know, that it yeah. was just like they, they did it and it hit hard and it was, you know, like, oh my God, like what yeah. just happened there? Like that was, devastating that was honestly devastating what just happened and i i thought they did a good job with that yeah and i mean i don't want to spend too much time you know complaining about the film because i've seen it four times it i feel the same way i hate it i hate it yeah. i hate it I god hate it. i really i'm gonna go see it a fifth time but i'm not gonna enjoy it <laughs> no uh i just you know it's the same thing with pacific rim i had issues with pacific rim sure but that didn't stop me from enjoying it buying a bunch of stuff from it and you know you know pre-ordering the blu-ray as soon as it's available uh you know i think there's a, a tendency to nitpick things like a lot of the logical errors and i think you do that whenever you're not connecting and enjoying a movie because you know when you think about the other godzilla movies there's a lot of weird and and illogical things that happen that are as you know foolish as some of the true, you know, the true. things Space happening apes. in this yeah in this movie <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you kind of take the ride, you know, you're, you're in it. And, and unfortunately the, like, there's just, I was I, I wouldn't want to make fun of the acting. Like a lot of people have done, none of us here, but a lot of people online were making fun of the acting of, uh, of kick-ass. I can't think of his name. Aaron Taylor Johnson. There you go. Yeah. And I wouldn't make fun of that, but I'd say that both he and Elizabeth Olsen, they just didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's when you start thinking about like things like, why would that tsunami happen and why are they doing that with these bombs? Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, going into a movie like this, I mean, I expect to, I mean, I have suspension of disbelief. Of course I you mean, do, Jeff. Of course we watch Godzilla movies, right? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. But yeah, there are a few things like that where you, I mean, it kind of brings more attention to it. You're just like, what? And one other thing that we haven't touched upon, which I thought that made me kind of frustrated 
was this cutting away. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up. From the monster action. And, okay, the first time we see it, you know, it's, it's cut to when you see it on on a television screen. That right. Was I'm, like, I'm like, okay, that's yeah, kind of creative. It was clever, right? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. clever. I'm like, okay, I, I can... I can't buy that. But the second time it happened, when the doors Elizabeth closed, Alt, yeah. yeah, and you see, you know, I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that, that's when got it got it to the point time. where, where but I'm that's got, what they were doing. Yeah, they were driving like, you crazy. That's what they were doing. That, but, I'm, but, but but it got to the point for me where I'm just like, ah, oh, this is not. It's making me mad. Yeah, but the first time they do it, and then and then they end up showing some of the stuff on TV. You, yeah. you do think, and the fact that people in the theater are laughing about it, cause it is actually, it's funny on purpose. Like, yeah. that's, that is that kind of like, oh, that was, that was interesting. That's an interesting way to do it. Sure. I would have liked to see that. But the second time they do it, they don't give you a clever change. They yeah. just switch to a different scene. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I had, uh, I didn't have a problem with it, but. I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time. You know what I mean? Like what? the first time they did it with the Hawaii scene, like this, and I was like, okay. And the second time I was like, okay. Well, okay. So, <laughs> and, and in, in this, this is kind of interesting. Cause I, I had, I had thought about, we talked a little bit about that, uh, after the movie, like you mm-hmm. and I talked about it a little bit, Martin. And, uh, and this notion of like, well, maybe they did have an idea that he was going to be a bad guy and then they kind of switched it up or, or, or what have you. But, um, but it was there's sorry there's strange it's things empty, happening right? in the studio man yeah. I don't know what's happening <laughs> uh, but uh, but that is interesting because see for me that was sort of a I mean and maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't so much Godzilla was was particularly chilling in that moment it was just the the fight itself and the like the closing of the doors being a kid that you know always was sort of like not afraid of the dark but afraid of the things that bump around in the dark like mm. the, the unseen. Interesting. Like that. Like I, I had chills when those doors closed because it was just like I don't even know what's happening out there. Oh my, oh man. Yeah. Like that's crazy stuff is happening. Yeah. And it's so crazy. Like I don't even get to see it. Like that's how crazy it is. Yeah. Like, we're just gonna close these because that stuff. And I know you were like, well, but I want to see that crazy. Like I want to see that. But for me, that was like that was actually a cool moment in the movie that I was just like, Whoa, chills. Yeah. Like, did you guys notice that that was different from the trailer? Yeah. That they showed? Like, because the, the trailer they just show him roar. Yeah, and they then the doors are closing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this one. There's a full blown fight starting. Outside. And, and it's yeah. funny because when that when that happened, I'm like, what the? I'm like, why are they doing? And I figured like, they're saving it all for this gigantic. 45 minute battle yeah, at the end. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, they do have a big battle at the end, which was quite 45 minutes. Yeah. Which, which yeah. was, you know, which was great. But, I was actually looking at the but, time today because, because I was watching it right before you guys came over. Sure. Like I kept like checking the time very subtly in my, and it is a, just about an hour before Godzilla even shows up. And I mean the fins breaking through the water mm-hmm. and then another, half an hour before not a half an hour before he shows up shows up but like another half hour before you get to see any action it's, it was interesting Be- to me the yeah. Gate bridge yeah scene. something mm. like that i'm i'm reluctant to literally take my phone out and like time <laughs> it while we're in the yeah. in the yeah. theater uh but yeah the i i i i liked the first one i didn't like the second one and then you know when after after he lands Sorry. After uh, Ford Brody lands in San Francisco from the Halo Jump, and you see glimpses of Godzilla and the Mudo, like maybe a little bit of a battle, maybe just a flyby. That stuff I liked. You mean when 
when he's on the ground. When mm-hmm. when he and Godzilla start having the same fight, you mean? When they start going through the same motions, just on other... Um, are you talking about Godzilla Final Wars? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they, they started doing this thing where it was like, he was the hero, Godzilla was the hero, and they started having um, them basically, like, like play off each other, even though they weren't actually interacting. Like, their, I their think, reactions yeah, and the I things think that's that they what, were doing started to mimic each other. And, like, we have that moment that it was like, okay, in case you guys didn't see what we were doing... He's going to collapse on the boat. Godzilla's going to collapse on the shore. Like, they oh, both that. fall down. No, I, I'm talking about but earlier, I mean, but, earlier. But I mean, but before yeah. that, like, I felt like they started mirroring it. And I'd have to see mm. it again to see if I'm if I'm actually right. But I feel like they both sort of started fighting the same battle. Yeah, I think after Ford destroyed the bit. eggs. Yeah. I think after that, like, because when that happened, like... Godzilla's busy fighting the monsters. He's busy yeah. killing the eggs. Then it's off to the boat for yeah. the nuke. And they're both yeah. heading to the ocean. And they both kind of have that moment of like, we did what we needed to in this. And then they do the collapse thing at the same time, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought that they, once they started with the, like him getting to the eggs and Godzilla getting to the moto, it was like they were fighting the same fight and both were like, and now we rest. Like interesting. Yes. All right. That's cool. I can see that. I can see that. I don't know if I, that's a better necessarily take. <laughs> like glom onto that, but. I'm the super positive one yeah, in the I like room. It. I like it. Take than I like <laughs> I'm usually, yeah, yeah. It's cool. All right. Well, actually, speaking of positivity, did anybody else have anything they wanted to like complain about this film? <laughs> speaking of positivity, <laughs> no, because I want to move on to the positive sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. That's good. So let's talk about what we loved. It doesn't matter what order we go in. I'm just gonna go ahead and kick things off. Godzilla looked awesome. I actually Sorry. was as someone well, as someone who didn't like the Godzilla design in the pre-production artwork and the sculpts that we saw, uh, I wasn't a fan of it. But seeing it in action, I thought it was pretty awesome. The first time Godzilla shows up on screen, I was like, that's majestic. Like, that is Godzilla for sure. I loved it. I absolutely okay. loved it. <laughs> cool. That's good. I was afraid nobody was going to have anything no, positive no, he to was, say. He was Everything great. Everything about him was great. I, even the feet, which people make fun oh. of online. I love yeah. Really? I love people are making design. fun of his feet? That's uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They say it's too turtle-like. Right? Oh, so you haven't been so on the show sensitive. in a while. It's, uh, the feet got uh, got spoiled, ruined a long time ago, and people have been bitching about the feet for quite some time. Yeah, That's I what had, I have to say to them. Turtle yeah, feet, like, I was kind of skeptical That's on the dumb. design when you see like a figure of it or like you know, some yeah. of the images you saw online. But once you see it in action... Um, I had no problems with it. I thought he looked great. And I thought the actual, they did a good job of making him with spatial expressions and his eyes. I believed it was a real character. Yeah, he was really able to emote. And wh- in which one thing I'll say, which is the most positive thing about the film, is the special effects I thought were awesome. There was nothing that I saw where I thought like, oh, you know, I mean, I believed everything that I saw. Right, right. Even the Mutos and, you know, going through Las Vegas and all that stuff. <laughs> I thought everything looks fantastic. Which were cool creatures. I, oh, I yeah. really, I thought Godzilla was fantastic, and I thought the Mutos were really great. I thought those were all really neat. I love the little. Well done. I love the little detail of having the two, like the two sexes, being such different sizes mm-hmm. and yes. having like different characteristics. Cool. I thought that was a really clever, like insect world, you know, kind of perspective there. For that, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, which is that's kind nice of weird because they they give this them a, some emotion, like oh they're trying to do this, and then they end up being like they're the villains. 
Right. Not yeah, really, yeah, yeah. right? Right. I mean, right. They're just, just trying. Thing. They're just trying to do what they're trying to do. We're just trying to repopulate you know, your like, world with our horrifying offspring. Why yeah, won't yeah. you let us? But, but they're not trying to be mean on purpose. No. I yeah. mean, they're, no, uh, they were. Their instinct is to mate. So that's what yeah. No, and that was something that I actually uh, that I loved was that uh, that Godzilla and the Moto- they had these you know sort of in like ingrained uh, you know primal desires like the things that they wanted to do were the things that they would want to do out you know in like the you know prehistoric ages is like well we we just want to find a nest and we want to make babies and we're gonna grow them and all this other stuff is in our way and godzilla's like well you know uh i'm pretty sure that your babies are going to you know kind of be a problem for what i need <laughs> so cause me problems uh, right, down the road so, so yeah, i'm just gonna right. come yeah. and i'm gonna make sure that you don't do this godzilla's because like super nanny Right. He's gonna come in like he's gonna put the smack down. Yeah, his, but I thought they did a really good job of showing that it was just kind of like primary, like yeah, like nature. Yeah, totally. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The the wee brain, the uh, the tail brain. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I t- I love that about the film that it was. I mean, there's. You know, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies is GMK and they totally rewrote Godzilla's, not his origin, but they rewrote who, who he is as a character in that film. And I didn't have a problem with it at all. So, you know, for them to essentially rewrite what Godzilla was in this film, I didn't have a problem with it. And I, I actually liked the, the idea that he's been around for, you know, thousands and thousands of years and he's, he's so not solely exists to, but you know, he pretty much only shows up when something's wrong. It's kind of Gamera like from like Gamera Guardian of the Universe. I saw uh, multiple people <laughs> reference Gamera yeah, yeah. Guardian of the Universe to, to this film uh, for a couple of reasons, but I I, it, I don't think I thought that at all when we were watching the film. Yeah. So what else did, did people love about this this film? I loved the uh, the city that Brian Cranston is kind of like oh Genjira yeah Genjira yeah. there you go yeah. the quarantine city that mm, that reminded beautiful. me of uh, of Pripyat the city near Chernobyl uh-huh. that's evacuated and when the whole like conspiracy thing where he's trying to figure out what's at the nuclear station I was like this is gonna be totally awesome like I really I really really got sucked into that more than I thought that I I I, I didn't have huge expectations for the movie. But I thought I would definitely enjoy it, and I was really getting sucked into those moments, especially when uh, Brian Cranston and Kickass are walking around in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I need to figure out his name. But Breaking Bad and Kickass. You mean Breaking Bad and Kickass? Right. Breaking Bad and Kickass. Or as I like to say, stand. Malcolm in the yeah. Middle. Malcolm in the Middle and Kickass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they're like walking down the abandoned streets and everything, I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. I, I really dug that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that was beautiful. Beautiful set design. It's for like sure. you said, man. That that first half hour, it's a great movie. Really good. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. It just they just hit all the beats right. It's so good. I thought the birth of the the Muto there at the nuclear power plant was really mm. well done as well. Mm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And, and at first, I I wasn't into the Muto design and and that like cocoon and everything. I was like, oh, it's got that big red thing. It looks kind of cheesy. Then it completely grew on me. I was like, oh, it looks like Cylon eyes, and I completely changed my opinion. <laughs> like while I was watching, it, I was like, oh, that looks awesome. I love it. So, so speaking of the design, uh, is something that I I think I heard on an interview or something like that is that they had the different designers come up with like their favorite. They came up with monster designs, obviously, but they ended up taking sort of like 
their favorite parts from different monsters and sort of mashing them into, you know, one creature design or two, technically two creature designs. And like, I saw elements of Gigan, elements of Gauss, elements of Kamakaris in there. I thought it, I mean, I actually don't care for the Muto design that much, but I appreciate it for what it is and its difference from, from, uh, just choosing another dinosaur or yeah, see, because I you know, giant I kind of suck at naming off the different ones. So I looked at, it, I was like, oh, it's like a insecty bat thing, and I like that. And yeah. that was you know as as scientific as I got into it. I was just like, oh, we talked about echolocation, and that one looks like a bat. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, echolocation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as the Muto design goes, it's not something that I look at and go, oh, I want a toy of that. I don't know why. There's something I think there's just it's a little too weird, especially really? the female with I thought the, it was like a little weird... too lacking. Something about the head design was kind of unspectacular. Yeah, it didn't really it didn't look like typical kaiju design stuff. Like I don't know. It's I, not a big deal. It's I not a deal breaker. I challenge you to walk past a vinyl figure of one of those on sale and not get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. When it, we'll see how when the vinyl figure comes out. Because wow. all they have right now are these tiny little things that aren't worth which, my which, money which don't even look like it really right. yeah they really at, don't yeah. thing, you're like what is this from if ba- if bandai made one mm-hmm. like if bandai japan mm-hmm. made one yeah, yeah. i'd buy one probably yeah but not not bandai usa <laughs> no <laughs> and you know one thing that um this is sort of a negative but i understand why they didn't do it but i really missed you know just a little few notes of the godzilla theme Oh, because the music, yeah. the music is yeah. very important in Godzilla movies. I think. When I watched it today, I actually was thinking about that. And I was like, okay, so the, the time you want to hear that is when Godzilla appears. Like his, mm-hmm. a, it's an appearance sound, right? It's an appearance theme. And it's like Darth Vader's music. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or James Bond's theme James as, Bond's as, theme. as yes. Jeff has mentioned so much. And, when we saw it the first time we made that complaint, I had, I mean, that was exactly what I was saying. It's like, it should have been in there once. And I'm not taking that back at all. I want you to, I want everybody to know, everyone listening, everybody in the room to know that I still think that it should be in there. And when I can get a digital copy of this, <laughs> I am absolutely going to replace the score at some point with Toho <laughs> themes. <laughs> but because you're not crazy at all or during all my free time somewhere, right. right so uh but i will say aside from al from banging my knee right there <laughs> oh, God. Ow. Um, really painful i mean sorry way. kyle are you okay it's a lot it's of blood there's, there's a lot of blood <laughs> <laughs> i've lost the feeling in my right leg and i banged my left knee anyway uh no i'm fine uh the what i will say is that when i was watching it today i was looking for spots where the Godzilla theme would fit in for an appearance shot and they were actually a lot shorter than I thought they were so yes it could have been extended absolutely and they could have put it in there and I really do think that Ifuka Bay's theme should have been in the film I think it would have been a nice nod especially because they still use that 2001 theme for the Halo jump mm-hmm. which is not bad I mean it's a good theme but you know at least say well, if we're going to use that, something that already exists, we got to give that big nod. Yeah. Um, I really loved every time, even more so. Like, so on the, in the four times I've seen it, like the last time I watched it today, like the 
power up of the nuclear breath. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the nuclear breath itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it. When I first saw it, I was like, "That's a little wispy." But then I, it's it really is like blue fire. Like it's so cool. So good. Yeah. When it lights up from his. The tip of his tail. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. But, it's, yeah, it's kind of charging. That's right. kind of neat. Yeah. It's starting yeah. to charge up. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. had no idea that was... I mean, I didn't... You know, I I don't think they showed that at any I point think that in was any of the trailers, to, yeah, did they? That was... Really they kept that. that. Yeah, it was something they tried to hide, but then that toy <laughs> came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> that ridiculous no, toy. Missed, missed that, but... <laughs> you basically just tip his tail up, and as he leans forward, the top of his head pops open, and this... It giant, looks like blue vomit, <laughs> like, yeah, a, but like a, a solid giant blue yeah, yeah. cone. Yeah, or or a melted mouth. candle just goes. <laughs> well, I'm that. sad now. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty sad. Uh, but anyway. no, yeah, that that charge up, like I, yeah. I basically I just started like slapping Houston on the arm, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it's happening! I didn't know this was gonna happen. Look at the, what the yeah, happening. Every is happening. time yeah. in the theater, I get the I get the giggles. I'm like, mm. oh, here it comes! It's so good. It got a huge reaction at our screening, and yeah. I actually looked at everyone because, like, a lot of people were reacting, but I wanted to see all of our faces. And yeah, it was pretty priceless. We all had like gigantic eyes and and big yeah. grins and everything. Yeah. It, it, that was a really excellent. That whole end fight was excellent, but that especially the breath was and awesome. the the finishing blow, the kiss of death, oh, as oh, I've been yeah. calling it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, and in at the roseway, there was a dude. Like towards the front of the theater, literally pumping his fist in the air. Like, <laughs> yes! So good. Was that Jesse Graham? <laughs> I might have been. <laughs> I'm not sure, but it was fun. Ah, that's, see, that's the, I think everything from when the actual, uh, fight happens at the end is just really, really good. Like, yeah, sort of like, because you said the first half hour, Martin, you said the first half hour was good, mm-hmm. and the last half hour was good. Absolutely. So it's unfortunately that hour in the middle. It really is. You, you're uh, 100% right. It's that hour in the middle of trying to keep the suspense and, and the drama going. Yeah. 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 I did I did really enjoy the uh, Golden Gate Bridge sequence. Mm. I thought that, because that's in daylight, for one yeah. thing. Misty daylight uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Rain, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. overcast. When yeah. is it not? Right. <laughs> but, Fog. But I thought, like, that looked fantastic. It did. I'm like, why don't they do more in daylight? You know, the funny thing about you that know, is, like, like, after seeing it four times, like, I'm starting to go, like, oh, that's just really dumb of the military to start doing that. <laughs> like, because they right. all start firing, and well, you hear people yeah. go, like, hold your fire, hold your fire. Yeah. And luckily, Godzilla gets up right at that last second. Or those, like the missiles they shoot, were going to hit the bridge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, Godzilla basically blocks the destruction. He yeah. Really destroys the bridge. That's anyways. a great scene. Oh, yeah. That's so good. That's it. It's actually, you got a really good shot of Godzilla in there, too. Yeah. And you got to love that bus driver, too. Yeah. He's just like, nope, I'm just going to start hitting cop cars and like yeah. whoever's in front of me, but I'm done. I'm getting off yeah, this bridge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Smart move, yeah. too. Because you know, shortly after, the bridge gets ripped in half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, man. that. Sorry, not to no, go no. back to the like, like go, disappointing, go but that was kind of the, that was one of those initial moments where I just wondered about the kid that they had playing, uh, Sam or whatever, the, the, the goldfish, uh, the, the son, the son, son. Sam Brody, yeah. Sam Brody, that, you know, cause he's in, he's in the bus, like looking out the window and he's just, I'm sorry, listeners at home, you can't see my face, but believe me when I'm saying that I look like a manila envelope. It's, uh, yeah. just, <laughs> just kind of, it's like there's no, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, like, 
no, like, I don't understand, but I'm excited because there's a cool, like, I love dinosaurs and there's a dinosaur outside. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, not amped, All the not other horrified, kids. not peeing, not, you know, yeah. just just staring out the window. I'm All like, the other kids seem to be really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did I miss the part where there's actually something, like, no. going on with him? Like, yeah, he, he go, No? Okay. He God, didn't. Just checking. You know, so. uh, I was talking with somebody, uh, again, not to dwell on this too no, much, sorry. I was talking with somebody about the kid and how he was just sort of like a wet paper towel just yeah. like sitting there but um and they were like yeah i guess i understand if they just wanted to get a kid who doesn't have like crazy emotional reactions and i said yeah i mean i can see that too but you know the best example i can think of a kid who doesn't have extreme emotional reactions but who is still acting is the kid in the american version of the ring Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that kid showed some emotion, but it was very subtle. And it was just sure. really good. But anyway, right. yeah. But let me, if they would have just had the kid crying, wouldn't Something. you? Have, wouldn't you have felt like, oh my god, he's like really scared? Maybe? Like most anybody would. The be. little girl from Pacific. I was. Gonna, I was just gonna say yeah. my yeah. favorite. Yeah, I thought, like, if this kid starts my crying, favorite scene, yeah. which favorite I think scene. most yeah. kids. Yeah. Would end yeah. up doing. Would I think that Pacific that Rim scene with Mako as a kid oh. was probably one of the best kaiju yeah. attack scenes i've ever seen in my life I, ever it's funny how like all yeah, the stuff online about you know people express their opinion on the movie and then people are kind of comparing it to pacific rim because that's the most current yeah kaiju movie that came out and just all the like negative reactions someone puts out an opinion and people just attack that person <laughs> i can't stand it when people get attacked for their con i'm just like my god it's like we're in this because we like the, these movies exactly. yeah totally and someone's doing an opinion and you gotta attack the person i mean and like comparing it to pacific rim pacific rim is in like in a more of a fantasy world mm-hmm. i thought this godzilla movie is more in, based in reality so i kind of think comparing the two is kind of you know yeah. oranges and apples I mean, granted, you mean apples and oranges. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> apples and oranges, damn it. Yeah. Let's all jump on Jeff for what he just yeah. said. <laughs> but your you opinion know. is wrong. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> we can start shaming him now. Yes. Right. Oh shaming. my gosh. I really, you know, uh, the, the, the stuff like Martin said earlier, the stuff that they got right in this film, they really did get really right. Like, uh, I like the small reveals that they did give of Godzilla, like little tiny things. Mm-hmm. The airport scene, yeah, like with the Muto, like over the tramp. Oh, actually, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't. Did I mention this at dinner? That's the scene we saw in San Diego this last year. Mm. They showed that, but it was a little bit different. Like, so it oh, wasn't when, completed when, when the power was coming back on. Yeah, when the power came it? back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the train. Yeah, the so train uh, the or... monorail, the monorail. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, at the at the airport. So like the the power comes back on, the monorail starts going. That awesome, totally awesome. When yeah. the power came back on, and the camera sees you see the lights come on the track, and it sort of follows the track, mm-hmm. and then it like you see the lights come on, and all of a sudden the Muto is over there, and <laughs> yeah. it's like. Oh yes, right. this is going to be good, and that's what we saw at at Comic Con yeah. was uh, nice. essentially the the attack at the airport with that gigantic explosion. They showed that in one of the trailers, I know. But uh, also, I cared so about good. the kid on that train more than I cared about his son. <laughs> yeah, <I> agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you just reminded me. Good. I'm like, oh yeah, that kid when he started when things started to happen on the train, I was just like, no, but. So uh, let's bring a little bit of news into this because I think it's relevant specifically to what we're talking about. Uh, they did announce that a sequel has been greenlit. So 
like how do you guys feel about uh about sequelizing this i'll go ahead and start by saying when this movie was being produced i really don't care about sequel stuff like i don't i can't stand that hey maybe this this will make a good trilogy you know that just mindset that hollywood seems to be in if if people like it then we have to make at least three of them immediately right 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 so i think that's the way especially legendary and warners was thinking right they make this and they're like hopefully it'll make us a lot of money so we can make other ones well i mean to be fair godzilla is a long-standing series so to have it be successful and 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 have them make more i mean I, we're all kind of going with the rolling number of three in our head here of you know a successful movie must right, be a trilogy yeah. but i mean it would be nice if this just sort of ushered in a new era of people doing Godzilla right, yeah. films well um, I, I was gonna say not with the same actors yeah <laughs> or the same director <laughs> i was gonna say that uh i you know it's not that i'm opposed to a, a se- an american sequel but what I was really hoping for with this film, in, in addition to really hoping for a decent Godzilla film, which I think we did get a decent Godzilla film, mm-hmm. you know, Agreed. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, I was really hoping that Toho would see this and go, we want to do this again, you know, and start making their own films. Now, if, if we get like American films, mm, I don't, I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to say yes, only suit films. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if Toho had, if Toho had the ability, like the technical prowess, to do a great CGI suit thing, like, I would be open to it. Like always. No, that wasn't great. That, you didn't like that. I thought it was okay. Hmm. But if, I'm talking about, I'm talking about cinematic special effects. Hmm. The quality of the. Okay, so what Brian's referring to is he's referring to a scene in a movie called Always on always, Third Street 2. Yeah, it's Always 2 something, yeah. I, I think know. it's Always on Third Street 2. Right, it's I, a Japanese film. Uh, I'll try and show it to you guys if you remind me before you leave. Um, basically, it's this guy having like a little imagination station where he's he's remembering or not remembering but he's thinking about a godzilla attack happening on this city and you only see godzilla for a little bit it's really well done but it's not what i would consider to be uh up to american standards for cgi effects and so in fact i'd say it's pretty uh pretty sophomoric when that's i i like i love the idea the notion of like wouldn't it be awesome to have a you know, a, a suited Godzilla film again. I just don't think that it's a reality that we have. Like, yeah, being like, if someone, if a company is going to put a bunch of move, money into it and expect money back, which is pretty much what you know, movie creators do now. Yeah, is, I mean, like, if you're going to have a, if you're going to have a budget in some way, they're going to end up spending it on making really great effects not having it be a suit. I mean, there right. could yeah, be yeah, an yeah, independent yeah. project or something. Once again, like, kind of what you're talking about here that. Could be awesome and it could get a great big following, but if they're going to make it, you know, a summertime blockbuster type of release or Toho releasing it and hoping to get kind of response that, you know, American Godzilla has made. Right. They're going to be trying to go toe to toe effects wise. Yeah. I just don't, I just unfortunately don't see it happening. You know, like, I mean, Toho would have to make leaps and bounds of progress in order to create a CGI version or CGI movie 
Um, uh, I think the, I don't want to be negative, but Japanese cinema right now, not so great. And, you know, the most recent special effects extravaganza that I've seen that has been decent is the Battleship Yamato movie that came out a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, now that being said, it is a space battle stuff for the most part. There's some stuff that takes place on a planet, but for the most part, you get like, ships in space shooting at each other and stuff like that so it's not totally new stuff you know it's not like you have not to blend that yeah you don't have to blend that with like real people so much anyway i would love for toho to come back and say we're gonna make godzilla movies again why because why, after you've seen this why would you say toho instead of legendary because for some reason like i love i liked this film but i didn't I don't think you can insert this into the regular Godzilla series. Like, I don't I'm think this is part of the lexicon, really. No, I, 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 I don't, it's, actually. It's too hard. I can't... People who are comparing this movie to the Godzilla franchise, it, it's a standalone movie. I, I rank hmm. this movie with a 98 movie, and that's it. Right. It's an American-made blockbuster. And, I mean, I agree with Kyle. Like, if Toho decided... I don't think they have a decision. There's no way. They can't go to a suit movie anymore because even Japanese audiences aren't going to accept that. Right. Right. They're it's very to, clear that they won't accept yeah, it based I mean, off of what, yeah. how the, the yeah, Millennium Series performed. Yeah, and they're used to see computer-generated effects. What they're used to now, there's no to way. be bluntly, brutally honest, is the Japanese audiences are used to American special effects films. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, they get the And that's the, the thing. I don't think Toho doesn't have the budget to make you know it would have to be a step down yeah but the reason right? i think that i would say i'd like to see japanese films is because to me this film doesn't have there's something not right about it like there was something that wasn't maybe that it just wasn't made with the nostalgia? japanese no not the even the nostalgia like the nostalgia to me has more to do with like the type of story or the, the the special effects being a dude in a rubber suit, which I do love that stuff, obviously, and I still will always love that. But it's it's so it was so American, or you know, it was such a Western style of film that it made me when we left the movie, I didn't want to go see the movie again because I loved it so much. I wanted to go watch like. A Japanese film or Pacific Rim, you know, which I think Pacific Rim had more of a Japanese kaiju, uh, yeah, Robotech that, vibe totally. than, mm -hmm. than this Godzilla film did. And that's, that is something that I legitimately enjoy about the Japanese, you know, Godzilla series is like, there's a, there's a way they do things and it's not, doesn't have to do with the special effects necessarily. Maybe it's a combination of a bunch of different things, but I don't consider this legendary production to be a big gigantic uh ink you know something to just tack on to the end of the godzilla series so that it just continues from here on out so i mean i, I might be I, alone in that but i am looking forward to a sequel only because this film left me wanting more right so i'm kind of hoping mothra that they actually put in you know some more Monsters, Mothra. <laughs> like Jeff's inserting Mothra uh, subliminally. He's, into he's this. already starting out for yeah. Ultimate Fan Part Two. That yeah, that's great. That's funny. So, 
But boy, yeah. I really want to see a Mothra movie now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that with this one, I think they they did a they did a decent job with the notion of it, like you were saying, they sort of recreated his his history, but I didn't feel like it was like strictly a reboot. I felt like it it was you know there was a little bit of a different background, but uh, but I didn't I didn't feel like they it wasn't one of those like okay. Let's spend a really long time explaining to you what Godzilla is, which I know right. you and I have talked about. We've talked about like in superhero movies. It's like, okay, everybody knows who Batman is. Like, go yeah. on, go on. Yeah. Like, just move past that. Well, and I thought oh, that they yes. respected the fact. <laughs> I thought that they were, you know, respected the fact that it's like, okay, we all came here for a God, like, we all came here for a Godzilla we didn't movie. Need right. We all know, story. like, yeah, we all know that. So yeah. I, I look forward to, you know, to a sequel because it's not like, it's not necessarily like, okay, and we've started over. So now the next natural step for Godzilla to take in his storyline is to do this because that's what happens after his first story is his second story. And that, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's what you so often get with Hollywood. So it's like, well, they didn't really do that this time. So it's like, well, what will they do next time? Cause you know, as you said, Godzilla can be good. It can be bad. It, it, it depends. So true, who true. knows, who knows what the next director's take will be. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to wrap up the discussion part. Unless does anybody else have anything else they need to add to this? We've been recording for quite some time. Indeed, <laughs> I think this is an excellent movie for first-time viewers, and it was geared for that. And I think this is that's good, good, good introduction into the kaiju world. And the box office is echoing that statement. I, I think sure. Godzilla was number one this last weekend, and I actually have. Uh, I'm going to be really interested to see if X-Men beats Godzilla no. at the number one. You don't think it's going to? No, not at all. I think it's, I think it's actually going to hurt after everything but that's X-Men, gone down. But X-Men doesn't come out this weekend, right? Yeah, yes, it does. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, what would you say? Everything that has gone on with the director and the accusations, I think, are mm. going to actually hurt that film. Oh, with X-Men? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, absolutely. I don't know about that. So, Well, if we're doing predictions, I will say strong opening weekend for x-men and then immediate decline but like how is it because right now godzilla is number one do you think godzilla is going to be number one again next weekend or do you think godzilla is going to drop down to two or three or four or five i think, I, it'll, I think it'll drop predictions yeah i think it'll drop to two and then because every week now from now on there's some big new movie coming out. it is right it i is, think it's yeah. like impossible to stay welcome to the summer yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. like if you get number one one week i think you're lucky I mean, really. And then yeah. You get, yeah. Two you know, two in a row is a big deal this I time just think of year. It's, that, it's a big deal if you hit two two weeks in a row. I will actually say I'm really proud of Godzilla for for not just being number one, but really just like blowing everything else out of the water Who and put like a million dollar arm up against Godzilla. Who <laughs> great great job, big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and the one thing that there might be a few people out of the millions of people that God that saw Godzilla this weekend, there might be a few kids that decide to research some older Godzilla movies. Yeah. And of all the few kids that do that, there might be one <laughs> that mm. likes them. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say there might be one that stumbles across the podcast. <laughs> oh, I was, no. was going to say you know, that starts for, its own podcast. For the 10 kids, the line. for the 10 nerds do that it, decide like, I want to I see some early Godzilla, Godzilla movies. Yeah. There'll probably be one. No, I like, think, hey, I like these. I, I think the odds are pretty good that we're going to get, uh, we're going to get a new generation of Godzilla fans because of this. It happened in 1998. Well, and there's you know all the comics out there that certainly don't hurt that. At yeah. It's funny. Too. I read two reviews this this weekend that the people actually preferred the 98 version. Huh. 
Isn't that interesting? No. There were two reviews. I mean, most all the reviews... All I heard was static for a second there. I mean, it was just <laughs> funny because it just tells you, like... I mean, this movie is getting kind of a wide range of... Yeah. I mean, most of them are all positive. Most of them are middle of the road, and there's a few of them that... I have really seen the the entire gamut from people who absolutely loved it to people who absolutely hated it, and everything in between. Yeah, like, I've yeah. seen... I feel like I've seen it all. I've seen some absolutely hilarious reviews too that made me just laugh. Uh, one, just to bring it up real quick, uh, complained about this film and I was laughing at it until it said, Dean Devlin and Roland Eberick, please come back. All is forgiven. And then I was like, I'm, what? I'm done. Yeah. Re- I'm yeah, done I, reading this I, review. Yeah, Is that you read that one? I read that <laughs> review and also read another review from actually a filmmaker. Um, that I follow on Facebook who said like, he actually said he hated this movie and like his, he preferred the Dean Devlin. <coughs> what? Who was wow. It? Do you remember? <laughs> I had my problems with this. Well, thing, let's not say, let's really not get people to attack this guy. Let's lay him out on <laughs> yeah, the table. I was just out of curiosity. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't saying, you know, vilify the guy. I was just out of curiosity. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, like you said, there's just a, write it down on this piece a, of paper so we can it's judge a wild, him. Yeah. There's like a wide range of reactions to the movie. Yeah. So, final thoughts. Anybody else have anything to add? I mean, obviously, I will just say, like, I've seen the movie four times now. I'm probably going to see it more. So I, I'm going to go watch it more, yeah. at least one or two more times while it's in the in the in the big screen. I want to yeah. see it in 2D. That's always oh, really quick. Ooh. Who's seen it 2D? Who's seen it 3D? I've seen it in both. I saw 3D. I saw both. You saw both. Just 3D. Just 3D. Just 3D. Um, I absolutely would suggest you don't need to see it in 3D. If you have a really good IMAX theater and you want to see it as big as possible, sure, go see it in 3D IMAX if you want to, but it's definitely not necessary. That pleases me because yeah. I always sorry, I always like to see like big action movies in 2D to see if they did like justice to it because it is brighter my, too. M- well, my sister can't see 3D yeah. and so when movies are only awesome in 3D that makes me angry. No, definitely definitely not necessary at cool. all. In fact, uh, we have a, se- a theater here called Cinetopia and they have like this massive screen, the GXL screen. I know they're showing Godzilla both in 3D and in 2D on that screen. Or at least they were this last weekend. So, uh, anyone else? Final thoughts? I gave my final thoughts. Final go thoughts? go final see thoughts? it. The, don't yeah. take yeah. the don't take the any of the negative things I said. Definitely go see this film because I will again. It was it was great. Cool. Yep. Right on. So uh, I have a little bit of a palate cleanser here before we get into the news. Ooh, ginger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I messed up. And I have wasabi for everybody. Oh. <laughs> so I I came across a uh, a blog today called the Numbers Blog. Uh, it's, this was in a, in a Google alert and it basically had like a little quiz, a little, a little quiz, uh, like not about this film, but about the Godzilla series. And so I was like, oh, this would be fun to just read and, you know, see how fast you guys can answer. There's uh, Heather is shrinking yes. back in her chair, <laughs> but, uh, this is, this is, uh, our chance as a like group. Quizzes. You like geek trivia. Kind this is of. geek trivia. This is essentially geek trivia. And I want to blaze through this so we can move okay. on to the news. Uh, and it doesn't matter who answers. You're not going to so get I'm any competing. prizes. I'm competing. No, you're them. not going to compete. <laughs> He's not competing. But the first person, the first person to answer each question gets a hug from me. I'm just kidding. Yes. Oh, Number one. questions are there? <laughs> Fif- 15 questions. Nice. 15 questions. <laughs> who developed the oxygen destroyer in the original? Sarazawa. Sarazawa. 
Name three monsters beside Godzilla who fought King Ghidra in the final battle of Destroy All Monsters. Angelus, Minya, and Gorosaurus. Booyah, nice work. Wow. Face, Jeff Dean. What was the name of the military group in Ebira, Horror of the Deep? Red. Oh, star. Red, Red Star. Red Moon? <laughs> Red, Red Moon? Red Star. Red Damn Mars. It. I can see it. Red. It's kind of like a logo. Keep saying the same Red. thing over it. might be right. <laughs> it's Red something, right? I was going to say Yes, Japanese Red Star, Moon Star. Yeah, Red. <laughs> well, we Red Bamboo. Red Bamboo. Red, that's what I said. <laughs> In his Godzilla debut, who was the first monster to make Godzilla bleed? Gigan. Yes. Uh, who was the ally of Mechagodzilla in Terror of Mechagodzilla? Titanosaurus. <laughs> Give me a chance. Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, I don't. <laughs> what was the name How of the? How are you, Martin? <laughs> good, good. This is fun. <laughs> what was the name of the I robot the in Godzilla versus Megalon? Jajaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. I, you got to give me at least six Not seconds enough, to register apparently. the question. <laughs> we drink. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's been waiting for this his entire life. He memorized this thing before he got here. Yeah. He's, not uh, He's not gonna be able to sleep tonight. When I was a kid, uh, they, we played Trail Pursuit in my class, and they said, uh, "What island was King Kong from?" And I screamed, "Skull Island!" Like nice. this is my moment, and everyone's gonna cheer me. Did not happen. Everyone's like, "Oh, what a weirdo! Why does he know that?" Well, we, we will make Why sure. did he say it so loudly? <laughs> we will cheer you tonight. Yeah, okay. you'll get cheers tonight. Uh, who was the first monster that Godzilla fought? Angelus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Brian, you're getting a big hug at the end of this. He, he, Brian's going to get all the hugs. Uh, what was the name of the first film to feature Minya? Son of Godzilla? Brian is... Uh, dominate. Okay, Brian, you can't answer this next question. I haven't question. even seen uh -oh. that one. I, did, I couldn't have answered that one. <laughs> I stopped listening. What? <laughs> no, I, no I, I squeezed that first one out. No, I, there did. might be you another did. one that, that Brian's like drinking and I, <laughs> the bottle's which, in his mouth. I, I which American it. actor made an appearance in the series in 1965? Nick Adams. All right. Nice job, Jeff. See, but he would have said it before me. Yeah, I was told not to say anything. Like, <laughs> I distinctly could have answered that faster. It but... takes at least six seconds for you to, you know, say the question for me to register. Ears, <laughs> brain, mouth. Okay. Tail which, brain. which other, <laughs> other iconic, iconic movie monster, monster fought Godzilla in 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Frankenstein? You? <laughs> <laughs> the Wolfman. <laughs> okay, how many forms of Hedera are there? Three. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> wow, look at that, Martin. Are there only three? Yeah. Okay. I well, three point two to be technical. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff wins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna play with the Heather's dead. just playing with the microphone. I'm just gonna play with the dead beetle on the yeah. floor. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, only there's friend. only a couple left. What's the name of the organization that buys the egg in Mothra vs. Godzilla? Funland? No. No? You're kind of close, but not close at all. Wonder? Something? <laughs> Red Bamboo. <laughs> Wonderland. No, no. Disneyland? Magic Mountain. <laughs> You're thinking Star Wars. Disney. Gonna, pass. You're going to get this podcast sued. Happy Enterprises. Happy Enterprises? Oh, Happy Enterprises. That's terrible. What is no. the name of the monster that Ichiro imagines lives on Monster Island? It is also the name of the bully that torments him in all monsters attack. Gabra. Yep. Gabara. 
<laughs> what monster helps Godzilla fight Mechagodzilla in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? Uh, Angulus. Angulus. King Caesar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. it. <laughs> the dog. My brain said Angulus, and I was like, wait, that's wrong. And this then you good. guys totally took it. And I yeah. was like, yes. This is a good palate cleanser. I like uh, no, it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, what monster? Oh, no, I already did the one. Oh, this one was a vague. <laughs> so I actually want to hear all of your answers. This includes you, Heather. You get to say something. Something. Okay. <laughs> Question number 15. It's like Jeopardy. This film sees the debut of Godzilla's greatest enemy. Oh, that is really like open-ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's more of an opinion. GMK. I'd say Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. That's what I say. Ghidra. Yeah. You'd say GMK? I just wanted to answer and <laughs> be the first. Panicked. I think he panicked. <laughs> you just said something? Is that what I your answer say. was? <laughs> it, I, I'm guessing it, there weren't any answers. So no. That's why I said it's really vague. I guess I'm going to go with Ghidra the yeah, Three-Headed Ghidra. Monster. I got two. Anyway, we're going to take a musical break, and then we're going to go into the news. United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So, uh, guess what? We're back to saying we don't really have a lot of news to cover. Thank God! <laughs> it's been months. Uh, but uh, a couple of things that I just wanted to talk about. You guys have all seen the Godzilla Snickers commercial, right? Yes, I have not. No. You have not. I oh have not man! Seen that. So there's another video I should show you before you leave. I okay, cool. I haven't seen that. Uh, you too, then. Okay. There's also the Fiat commercial too, which mm. is oh, yeah, wow. yeah. That's pretty cool. But okay, so really quick, I have to talk about that. When I saw first, I don't have TV in the house, so the Snickers commercial I saw online, but the Fiat commercial I had not seen, and I was looking on Tumblr, and I had developed. Like I said in the last episode, I've developed like a secondary eye flap and <laughs> sort of like protected me from Godzilla spoilers a, a little bit. A spoiler lid. Yes, a spoiler <laughs> lid. I like it. So I'm scrolling through Tumblr and I saw this animated gif of a of the Fiat coming out of Godzilla's mouth. 
I lost my freaking mind because I thought that was from the movie and that they were doing the same <laughs> thing that they did in the American, in the 1998 uh. film with the cab. And I was like, why? <laughs> and then I realized it was a commercial. All good. Anyway, uh, back to the Snickers commercial. Snickers commercial features a man in a suit, Godzilla suit. And uh, the deal is, you know, Snickers really satisfies. So, you know, Godzilla isn't anyway, blah, blah, blah. The uh, Sci-Fi Japan has an interview with the guy who played that. His name is Douglas Tate, the guy in the suit, and it's a very interesting interview. Uh, the dude was in man, uh, the movie Men in Suits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah, uh, he's the guy in Men in Suits. He's the dude playing the giant demon in the uh, movie, the upcoming movie. Yeah, oh, Knights of Badass. Yeah, yeah. straight yeah. to disc already. Mm-hmm. That one's done. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it got mm-hmm. a very, very limited release. It did not do well. Okay, good to oh, know. Yeah. It was that was a cool dude. He was, he, yeah. Yeah, so that's the guy that played Godzilla in the nice. Snickers commercial. Uh, next. I, I like Knights of Badass. Did you see it? I did. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch it. I'm glad you liked it because yeah. I, I legitimately I mean, it am interested in seeing it. it ridiculously cheesy, but that's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, I got so no problem great. with yeah. that either. Uh, next up, there's a brand new IDW series announced called Godzilla Cataclysm. You guys heard about that? Nope. Apparently, it's set after Godzilla has pretty much abandoned humanity. So humanity is trying to like build itself back up. And uh, it says something about a tribe leader. Uh-oh. <laughs> Last seen in the monster apocalypse, Godzilla has all but abandoned humanity. That's just what I said. Uh, in the ashes of the nightmarish future, an elder tribe leader, Hiroshi, is haunted by the monsters of the past that nearly wiped out mankind. As danger begins to escalate for his tribe, the memories of the past may well be the key to saving the future in a world. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I've absolutely loved the Godzilla Rulers of Earth series, which I think is coming up on its closing chapters. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. I haven't talked to Chris about that in a long time, but uh, I'm looking forward to more IDW stuff. Uh, also, uh, the Rialto screening that we had here. The for uh, at the Hollywood Theater, so the, they've got the original Godzilla screening all across the country. Uh, has earned over a hundred thousand dollars throughout the country, and it's uh, in its current run. Cool, it's pretty awesome. Congratulations to the Rialto guys. I had a blast. Uh, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but August came up, August Pergoni came up, sold his book. We did a little presentation before the film, it was great. Uh, next up. <laughs> you guys know what Rift Tracks is, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The old MST3K guys. Yeah. So uh, Rift Tracks has uh, successfully kickstarted their next uh, Godzilla. Well, the kickstarted the American 1998 Godzilla film for their oh. next, uh, I don't know what you'd say, track? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they still have 21 days to go as of this recording. So probably by the time this goes online, about 19, 20 or 19 days to go. And, uh, oh my goodness, like, I could not believe that they had already beaten, not beaten, but already gotten funded. It was, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I realized I was doing that right in front of the mic, but it was, just, it, was dig- it was digging into my head and it was, uh, sorry. That's all good. So yeah, uh, so the Rift Tracks Geno Kickstarter project had a goal of $100,000. Then that oh, means wow. that Look they need to thing. get the, uh, 
the uh, the rights to it and stuff. And so they raised one hundred fifty three thousand dollars, <laughs> and they still have twenty days to go uh, as of this recording. Is that, is that G like the letter G and no like with an exclamation oh, point? Or no, Gino it... Gino st- is G I N O, and it stands for Godzilla in name only. That's I a... I know, but I was thinking oh. for their Kickstarter that maybe <laughs> no, they did like Gino. No, they're like, they're actually... that bad. Like, <laughs> I didn't they... realize that you'd know that. Now I, I feel like a fool. That's okay. MST three K guys bringing Godzilla 98 to cinemas in Rift Tracks live. That is the name of the Kickstarter. Nice. Catchy. Yeah. Uh, but it's still available if you want to back it and get your thank yous or your uh, whatever you call those uh, rewards for, for pledging. So I'll have a link, a link in the show notes to that. Uh, another Kickstarter called Kaiju Agogo is happening right now. They have also have 20 days to go. They have a $50,000 goal. Uh, they've raised 20000 so far. Kaiju Agogo is a strategy action PC slash mobile video game featuring giant monsters. The player takes on the role of a fledgling mad scientist who has built the first human-controlled kaiju in the world. While your rivals catch up, race to catch up with your genius and build their own kaiju to compete with you, you have a five-year window to use your kaiju to achieve total world domination. So if that sounds like your thing, go ahead and click the link in the show notes and check that out. And uh, that's going to do it for our news. There's a few kaiju th- events going on. Uh, June 28th, Godzilla Night in San Leandro returns to the historic Battle Theater. They're going to be showing Godzilla versus Biollante. Big Pimp Jones is going to be doing a really cool performance. And they're going to have some special guests, including Steve Rifle. I think Mark Jaramillo, the guy who did the Wolfman versus Godzilla presentation, he's going to be there again. Uh, there obviously will be a link in the show notes to their Facebook event. Um, but I think we're going to actually have Bob on the next episode to sort of talk a little bit more about that. And then, of course, July 11th through the 13th in Chicago, Illinois, G-Fest is happening. And I don't need to tell you guys about all the guests that they have because it is a fantastically long list this year. Really, really pulling out all the stops for the... Uh, for this 60th anniversary of Godzilla. I am, I'm going, can't wait, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Some housekeeping news or items. We have a brand new Kaiju Core member, or actually we have four new members of the Kaiju Core. Please welcome to the rank of Corporal, Ryan and Kenneth, and two brand new Colonels, Clyde and Paul. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate that. Moving on to our last item, the Daikaiju discussion homework, which if you are listening to this, you'll have noticed that we didn't read any homework. That's because you guys are uh, submitting your homework in and it's going to be read in the next episode because I knew we were going to have record breaking numbers. Like I said earlier, 30 plus have come in so far. (laughs) The next four hour episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully I can whittle that down to maybe two. (laughs) But yeah. We'll have that online next week. Anyway, that is going to do it. Uh, we will also announce our next month movie in the next episode. But if you found the Kaiju cast through iTunes or some other podcast directory and want to find out what we're all about, just point your web browser to kaijucast.com. You can see every single episode we've posted, every single movie in the Daikaiju discussion list. It's it's on the schedule. Uh Every single link we have to our uh, friends' websites and to our social media, it's all there, all at kaijucast.com. Uh, please do subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher. 
And hey, I haven't asked this in a while. If you subscribe through iTunes, please leave us a glowing review. I don't even want to see bad ones. I just want to see good ones. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people out there searching for Godzilla podcasts. So I really want the, the Kaiju cast to be like the number one not just in my heart, but also in the world. So thank you guys very much for joining me here tonight to talk about Godzilla. Thank you, dude. I am uh, not going to be walking out of this room and immediately heading to the theater, but, you know. <laughs> Whatever that noise is. Give it 24 hours. But tomorrow morning you will be. Tomorrow That's right. morning, yeah. Skipping work. Theater's open at 11. <laughs> uh, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Martin. And thank you to everyone who has sent in their homework already. I would say you have a deadline, but by the time this goes online, that deadline will have passed. So we are going to close out the show with a request from Steven to hear Godzilla's victory from this film. So we will see you next week. Jamata.